This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. And I am Anthony Nicolosi. And today we are here to talk UI and not oh. Ultra Instinct like someone, like uh, who thought it was Ultra Instinct? Sato was thinking we were talking Sato. Ultra Instinct, trying <laughs> to spoil manga episode 60, chapter 65, goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, but no, we're going to be talking about user interface, whether that means like the HUD in games or the menus of games. Surprisingly, like you might not think this is that exciting of a topic, but Anthony gets really fucking passionate about this topic, dude. Like, yes. Yeah, I do. You know, I, I think it comes from the fact that the, uh, there are a few things I've come to find that there are a few things that I despise more than wasting time. So if I, for ex- it, almost in everything I do, I try to put measures in place to avoid wasting time in the future. So if I like, if I'm doing something in code and I have to like put effort towards understanding something, you bet your ass I write that shit down so that the next time I have to figure it out, I can go read it. Bob, uh, things like that, right? If I figure uh-huh. something out, if I put the effort in and it's not even just mentally, it's physically too, I'm going to make damn sure I don't have to do that shit again. Um, that, even yeah, if yeah, it yeah. means putting more effort. No, so totally. I agree. Like, if you're in a situation where you know what you want to do, like, you should be able to just do it, right? You want to just yes. be able to do it, right? If I'm like, I want a quick play, I want to rematch the same playlist that I just played in Rocket League. Oh, what the can't fuck? You do that. Shit. Like, Are you, did it come back for you? Uh, sort of. It's not perfect, but it worked. There is, you can just go back to play and it'll bring you back to the ranked menu and you can just hit play again. So, for context. Like, yeah. yeah, for the people who are listening, Rocket League just recently went through a UI change when they went free to play. And prior to that UI change, you had this option called just new quick game or something, uh, right? It was a play? button right quick at the play. top. Quick play. And it would immediately just cue you into whatever you played last time. Right. Correct? Yes. So That does not they, exist anymore. They fucking took it away. <laughs> and not only did they fucking take it away, you've got to press through a bunch of fucking tears to get to the shit you want. Yeah, they buried stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it's so funny. Unbelievable. Who the fuck okayed that? Like, what? I don't know if that is like trying... Somebody was thinking like, hey, maybe we can manipulate... Maybe we can encourage people by have, forcing them to go back into the menus to try something else. I don't, I don't know, know why they need that at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But fuck it's that like, shit. You're a free-to-play game. You should be driving my engagement as high out the fucking roof as possible. <laughs> right. It should be so, as easy as possible for me to get to the fucking game. Oh, God. I but mean, if you're that, getting into the game fast, then how are you going to go to the store to buy your real money items, Anthony? Ooh, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. It better not have been that. Like, well, we need to get them to the main menu. They spend way too much time away from the main menu on average, so we they better make sure we take them back play every our time. Game. God. Yeah, unbelievable, man. I think yeah. uh, now I will give them credit that outside of that fuckery, a lot of the other things were good about the recent Rocket League UI update, or at least that I enjoyed primarily. One big thing um, is the use of imagery more prominently. And I think like bigger imagery. I'm a big fan of communicating things with icons uh, and images over text. Now, so, this is actually a huge thing in board game design. Um, 
because and the reason it's so good like board games that can communicate everything through icons it can be hard the learning curve becomes higher right because you have to be able to associate those icons with the concepts they represent but once you're past that the game becomes completely language independent which is super right. valuable when you're printing right. a board game. And I assume also valuable in localizing a video game, right? There's less translation to do. So that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about localization, but that's definitely true. I just think you spend less time understanding something. Now it's hard. I think maybe the way I'm talking about it is like, I think like, man, UI is so fucking easy. Like why people are so dumb. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> at all i think it's very hard and i made uh, goofy ass menus for our game and those were not that easy to make and they were well, so only, bad yeah well uh, actually to that point the menus we have in our game right now i'm i'm talking about imagery we don't have a single image on any of the buttons they're all text right. you know yep. um and because it gets into understanding hey how what image is good there's a uh, there's the notion of like affordances and uh, Don Norman uses a different word. He's a prominent UX designer and I'm starting his book, but I'm not done yet. But it, it, there's affordances and there's another thing that's it's it's the terminology to communicate like by using this icon, you are providing some affordance of what it's this thing that it's representing is for. So if you have a little water droplet, you're indicating on the fridge that this is water that's going to come out, not you know ice cubes. Right. Um, and you Although, see, I, don't get me wrong, I've seen tons of those designs where I get confused by the iconography. Right, like yep. it's way easier to make those confusing than it is to make text confusing. And I and I think so. Um, my mind is going to the new PS5 UI reveal. Okay. Which if you guys didn't see, out. there's a YouTube video where they like sort of go through a day in the life of playing the PS5, basically. Yep. And um, the Xbox UI is actually already out. It's just, you know, it came out for all of the old Xboxes too. Uh-huh. I have it on my thing. And um, one thing, there's a, there's a few things I was thinking about while I was watching it. F- first and foremost, I think that uh, uh, when we're talking about text and stuff, I thought that PS5 used less text than the Xbox UI. Uh-huh. I generally one thing that I feel like for some reason, maybe this is just Halo, it's going to be it's maybe unfair to say all of the Xbox UI does this. It's maybe just Halo 5 specifically, but Halo 5 had a lot of text and not a lot of imagery in its UI and it was uh-huh. one of the main menu of Halo 5 was oh, dude, the fucking the armor menu. Oh, I hated it. It's like you for example, in Reach, Halo Reach, so it's not even Halo's do this bad, and other customization items, right? If you're a soldier, you might want to first look at the helmets, right? So sure. you have a helmet thing, and you have a scrollable list of all your helmets. Cool. Uh-huh. And whatever. Halo 5, you had a fucking horizontal list that just went of over 250 fucking armors and helmets, dude. That's like, like Rocket League garage. Like when you go to manage inventory true. in Rocket League, it's fucking trash. But, it's like, but at least, dude, they have filters. They do. Okay? They do. You can filter. That the, the Halo 5 did have it. You're fucked. You all, the only filter they have is that they uh-huh. organized it by rarity. So what? if you have everything in the game, you're just scrolling the fuck to the right until oh, you get there. Oh, no. Considering oh, the fact no. that you can get into, like, you come out of a match in Halo 5, you can. Lo- open up the menu to find your new thing and you're not even done at the fucking thing before you get in the next game and the UI goes away. It's like, oh my god. Anyway. They, Crazy. I will be sad. They said they're going to go back to the Reach UI, which I consider to be one of the best UIs I've actually ever had 
uh, in gaming, at least for me personally. Interesting. So we'll we'll see there. But what did you think? Did you? I know. You, did you see that PS5 UI? Review? I, I watched like some of it. It, it. it was just so like cheesy that it was hard for me to like keep watching. Yeah. I was like, well, Bob, I'm here halfway through Sackboy Adventure, but let's check <laughs> out what else is here while I wait or whatever. Yes. No, I, I, that, that's true. One thing I don't know it if looked, I, but, re- but regardless, it looked cool. Like it, it looked, looked good. pretty. Um, it, looked it looked pretty. nice. Yeah. It sort of just reminded me of like Netflix. Like it's kind of like every UI yeah. right now. Every UI does the same like pant large panel approach, right? That's like the mm-hmm. modern UI design concept. Epic Game Store does this. Netflix does it, right? I saw someone like in the comments or whatever say it was basically like the Disney Plus UI. Like, it's just these what? big yeah. panels are like the popular thing now. That's what people like. They want the panel-based UIs. Rocket League's new UI is very much like that as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it, I think it lends itself to images, and images kind of convey a richer co- context than just a little text or thumbnail. So yeah, it's, I, I don't have really anything against that notion of like big images and big stuff. Yeah, not I, necessarily me either. I don't like horizontal scrolling. I don't like it. Like I, I like PS- if everything. I want everything to be on the screen, dude. And if it's not, let yeah. me click a button and expand something. Right? Exactly. So, like, that's why I was saying, like, one thing I liked about the Reach UI was that you had, like, some high-level options like helmet or whatever, and essentially you could drill into it, and eventually you just got into something that you vertically just kind of plowed through. But you had a nice amount of granularity in the filtering, if you will, of what you could choose, so you weren't fucking around with, like, Halo 5, you know, and and moving through everything. And on top of that... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and on top of that, the thing I liked was that Reach's menu was like to the side while you were drilling through some of those options. So, for example, if you were queuing up a game or you were trying to set up a custom game, you had the options for the game and everything on the right or whatever the party leader was setting on the right. So, you could, uh-huh. you were, you could still see what was going on in the activity that you were like primarily participating in. And then on the side, you could like drill into the menus. And should you eventually want to like look at helmets, okay, then it like took up the whole screen, but it wasn't taking up your whole screen all the way up until that point. So you could still like get things done, change sensitivity, blah, blah, without like having, you know, losing context yeah. on like what you were doing and everything. This so. is a big thing in fighting games too, actually. Like a good fighting games let you like set your button configurations in the character select screen while the other person is still able to select their character and select their own buttons, right? Like each player, even though you're sharing the same screen, has an independent UI they can interact with. Super valuable in fighting games. Um, what Master Animus says in the chat, which I definitely agree with, is that UIs are better when they're more compact and simple and you can just look at them and understand them, right? Like the best thing about a UI, it's like we said at the beginning, right? If you know what you're looking for, you should be able to find it very easily. You know what I, I mean? Think, yeah. I think the best UIs you, in a sense, don't notice. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the boys in the chat are saying the Smash Bros. UI is really good. And I'm about to fucking shit on these kids because <laughs> the Smash Bros. Ultimate UI is trash. The main menu is great. Okay. The main menu is just like obvious buds. But once you get in there to make a custom game in the new Smash Bros, you have to d- make a preset. Like yeah, it's not I, like I, fucking I melee or whatever where you can click the button, set everything and just play. You got to make a preset. If you want controls, you got to go back and go into the settings I menu agree. to set your control. This is trash. I agree. And you trash. have to name the preset like yes, every time and trash. shit. Trash. Yeah, that I agree. But that I, that part is trash. <laughs> Josh in his defense says the main menu is is what he was talking about and the main menu is good. 
Yeah, so the main I want to transition good. now away from menus to HUDs because I think okay. HUDs are interesting too. I, I think there's a big debate about whether people want like a really minimal HUD or if they like a lot of information. What kind of what kind of HUDs are you like? What do you like from a HUD? I'm definitely more of a minimal. Like I, I prefer le- the least amount of information that I need to have on the screen. Um, but I also play a lot of games that I'm trying to think like the most, the HUD that I have, like the, the game that I play that has the most cluttered HUD is probably like Minecraft. <laughs> Honestly, Minecraft like, has a very cluttered HUD for yeah, sure. It does. And you know what? I don't know if there's an option to disable this. So if it is, it's fair. I, I, I'm so happy we brought up Minecraft because Minecraft is my second favorite game overall of all, uh-huh. of all the games. And the UI fucking sucks. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah. It's the gotten UI better is, too. That's what's crazy. It's better now than it was. I, well, <laughs> and I think that they f- kind of screwed the pooch, as the saying so to, as it says, that when they transitioned Bedrock from being a primarily mobile engine to like the thing that's used on console stuff, they took that like UI design with them and it's mm. fucking horrible. Mm. It's ugly as fuck. It's so mm. noisy. You, you can ask the stream every time, every fucking time over the last two weeks that I've jumped into the realm with them and I'm like, what am I supposed to, uh, where the fuck do I set my character skin because i first of all yeah it's a separate right. issue i but remember I when in. we did the trial right you it like took you forever well and if you looked at my stream yesterday that people were watching it's like it's completely unclear what the fuck do i own what is in the store right yeah i, that mean, happened I don't to know me maybe too. that's intentional they don't want me to <laughs> get of yeah but the which ui are you talking more of master am is asking chat minecraft right now the one i'm mainly talking about is not the crafting one because I think the rat or the recipe book uh, helps me. I don't even do the original crafting recipes. I know everyone's gonna think uh-huh. I'm like so not yeah legit. It's okay. It's okay. I I use that recipe book. I'm uh-huh. talking about like when you press pause and you need to do anything else but yeah. the primary game sh- is total shit. It's trash. So and from my- I don't. Uh- not uh, the last crash. thing I was gonna say. I hate that in the Bedrock version they have the fucking like what the button is in the corner. Like the I the left arrow is to open inventory or some shit and um I, yeah I I I'll let you jump in there before damn, I I just didn't know you you had such starpings at the God, Minecraft I HUD hate but that shit damn. dude I'm thinking about HUDs like World of Warcraft you want to talk about cluttered HUDs dude that thing is like a nightmare that thing is like there's like two you got like two toolbars on the bottom you got two toolbars on the side you got like three inventory menus open you got like a health information like it's crazy true uh, and people. In- install mods in WoW to add more UI for like more information. And, and I mean, maybe that's the MMO feeling, right? Because MMOs in a way are like spreadsheet games, right? So like, right, true. You'd rather be looking at the spreadsheet than playing the game almost. Like the game comes right. second. So you, you maybe for those, like, set up your command center of shit. Right, right. And like Eve Online, same way. But yeah, I'm also, just to go back to the original topic, I'm also a very minimal UI person. I love. <laughs> Marcus coming in a little late <laughs> to talk about Smash chat. Ultimate. I already shit on it, Marcus. But the main menu is really good. You can listen back and hear what we say and give us your opinions. We'll we'll talk to you in the Discord about it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm also a minimal UI person. I think it's so sick when a game has like can afford to have no UI. Like Death Stranding does it great. Dead Space 
Shout outs to Dead Space. I don't know. Have you oh, ever yeah, played the or UI seen... on the character mm, and UI shit? Is yep. on the, right? Your health and your ammo and everything is on the character. And it's so cool, right? Like, I want to be immersed in the game I'm playing, right? I don't... The menu should not be like a hindrance to your experience of what's happening in the game, right? Like, these people didn't work for like yep. hundreds of hours on these graphics to have them be obscured by a giant fucking wheel where you have to like pick shit or something, right? Yep. No, it's... It's true. We. Uh, it's interesting. Josh is in chat. Our designer, Josh, part of Kale Quality, and he's saying, my Unreal Engine setup feels like an MMO. It's so cluttered. That's and you know true. what? It is. It's really, when you first jump into Unreal Engine, I'm going to say the same for Unity because I was just in it. The, same with Blender as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. Blender's <laughs> probably the worst one. And you can, like, move blenders around and At shit. Least, yeah, like, you can, like, make blenders spread out over, like, every monitor you have. So there's, like, oh, a thing It's in insane. Every like, those are... Uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't jumped into Blender recently again when I was thinking about, like... I was like, I'll go through asset packs to see if I have a fucking block that looks like this before I have to reopen the lecture that tells me what the fuck these windows are. <laughs> like, right. Oh, right. my god! I wanted to make just, like, a wall with a hole in it. And I was like, this is... No, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go and like look in the factory pack for one. I'm going to put dude. like three different squares together to sort of make a hole in the middle uh, because that's easier. <laughs> that, yeah. No, I'm serious. It, I've, of course, it's like uh, like for us now, too. Now we're kind of used to Unreal. When people get used to Blender, it enables you, right? Like a, per- a master of the tools can really use, it, use them to their right. advantage. Well, this is the thing about the WoW UIs, right? These like having tons of clutter. That means that like rather than having things nested, everything you need is one click away rather than multiple, right? And if you're, if you understand the depth of that and you like have the mastery of that UI, you, it's the best UI you can possibly have from like a speed of access to anything perspective mm-hmm. right you know i'm going back a little bit here you uh-huh. know about a ui i enjoyed as a Who? kid the pokemon games on game boy oh uh, yeah they were like simple and easy to use really understandable i mean they had to be made they were made for kids right like their target right. demographic is kids yeah, yeah that's a good I one feel, i feel like you could have fucked that up worse you know what i mean oh yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, especially with the items and sort of the abilities and the healing of Pokemon. Like, you had, like, the first initial, like, six, right? You could carry six, and you had the health bars there. You had, like, a primary, an initial UI in the menu that kind of gave you the information on your Pokemon. You know, it was it was pretty solid, honestly, like, for, from a perspective of already getting a lot of info on the first page. I think that's the balance you're trying to find, right, As when you're making a UI like that. In some games, it's even more important to find this balance, but you're trying to pr- be... convey enough information that you're telling the the player all the meaningful things they need to know in the hud or the menu or whatever context they're in but also not too much you know and that's definitely why it's it's hard that's definitely why it's hard um yeah Yeah. i uh i I want you there's some so when I'm, i'm thinking about like cuphead cuphead is uh cuphead and ori are like spinning around in my head as in games that I thought did a good job recently outside they're outside of sort of the normal games I usually play. Um what did you think of the UI for those games? Uh I mean if you remember I think oh I'm thinking like Ori and the Will of the Wisps because that's what I played recently. That's similar to regular Ori though. Yep. yep. Um I really like the Ori UI. It's super minimal, right? It's just got a little bit of, it's iconography based information. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like at the very bottom of your screen. And like the art style and aesthetic of the UI like is in line with the style of the rest of what's going on in the game. So I feel like it doesn't like it doesn't pull you out of it at all to like look at the UI. I agree. And the map and everything like that. Right. Um, yeah. Especially in Will of the Wisp where there's a lot more like abilities and mechanics you can like equip and apply. Like uh, the trees it are It still works super well. Yeah. It's still yeah. really easy to manage. And it's really cool, like at the even at the pause screen, there's just like a little icon for every single thing you've like accomplished in the game. That's like it's not like it's not meant to be like super obvious, but it's just like there and nice and aesthetic. Yep. Sinister Plum, Ori was epic, probably one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, we'll take a moment Damn. to shout it out. It is an amazing game. If you yep. haven't tried Ori in the Blind Anthony Forest, he hasn't played Will of the Wisps yet. He's gonna soon. Oh, that shit's I, so good. And I am legitimately excited to play that yeah. one. Um, actually, speaking of things I'm playing, well, let's talk Doom UI real quick, okay? Sure. Because sure. the Doom 2016 Are we UI, talking Doom console UI or Doom PC yeah, UI? Yeah, actually, actually, <laughs> yep, for, we, I, th- I think maybe we can talk about both, but because I think the user interface on console and playing on controller has actually prevented me to some extent from experiencing playing Doom the way I think it was meant to be yeah. played. And, but honestly, I can't think of a better way to do it than how they did it on controller. It's just not a game that's really suited for being played on controller because there's so many weapons. This is actually something we talked about when we were originally discussing just like game design in general and ideas for our game and other and games we could make. We talked about like if you have a bunch of items that you need that you want to interact with at p- rapid pace, it's really difficult to do that on a controller. And yep. Doom is that exact kind of game, right? Yeah, so specifically the the things Skyler's referring to here is when I've been playing... So I'm playing on controller. I'm playing on PC, but I'm playing with my controller. And I tend to basically use my guns as a two-weapon system, even though I have them all. So I'm like kind of at any given time sort of thinking like I have two guns. And at a certain point, usually like if I clear out the imps, for example, and then the fat guys show up or if the big guys with the big skull head start charging at me. Then I sort of like make a conscious choice to change out the weapons I'm using, but I sort of carry them through the encounter. I'm not right. like rotating through and plowing out the gauss, gas, gauss, gauss cannon to shoot the big fat guy and then quickly pulling out the shotgun to shoot the other guy. I'm just using whatever the fuck the two I have. So much so right. that I burn through ammo in a way that is uh, not, I don't think I would burn through ammo the same way I if I was rotating through all my guns right no probably not yeah yeah i like and, when i was playing doom dude i would just be like fucking doing shit and i would just like mash a random number on my keyboard because like <laughs> i didn't necessarily remember what numbers correspond to which gun so i was just like guess whatever i got i was like whatever we'll use this for a bit and then i would just like bat- hit <laughs> well, a different and you number. Have the mouse wheel right like yeah you, know, yeah, you, you can, can use the mouse wheel, but i generally t- hit the numbers but that's just because that's how i play but yeah so i here's one thing so it completely, I also think, puts a huge, the radio menu puts a huge pause on com- combat for me. Like, Doom is going like 100 miles per hour, and then you're like, switch guns. Okay, now we're going back. Like, yeah. it really breaks the flow. Totally. I think it, all games, like, I hate games that do, like, slow down menuing. Um, so, I was yeah, I was just going to say... Gears of War also has a radial menu, but they don't slow things down. Yeah. And I Doom is so fast that I think they probably had no other choice on controller. Here's agreed, the one agreed. thing that I said yesterday on stream that at least for me would work. I'm sure in their master UX perspectives, they disagreed and they, they probably tried it. But I wish 
it, it, I, maybe I, it would just also be an option, but that I could, instead of, if I just tap Y, I tap between two guns, I wish it rotated through all of the guns. And if I wanted to, optionally, I could hold Y for the radial menu. Right. So that's yeah, one thing that I think would have changed it for system. me. Yeah. Because you're fucking like running away from them and you could spam a few Ys to get to another gun, you know? And I think that's actually kind of closer to your like, let's hit a number you know, right. kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, I think the shotgun's three hits away. I'm sure after, you know, 10 hours in the game, you're probably all, you, you kind of memorize where they line up yep. and everything. Yep. Another thing about the Doom UI, I did not use the map one time. Uh, I think the map, it, so I tried to use it a few times. It's really confusing and not very well indicated. You can get things later that show you where all the secrets are on the map. And I think if I was going for 100% completion, that would be when I would use the map. But other than that, the map felt very useless to me as well. Actually, Evan, um, Evan, the music guy, if you listen to any of our music, he's the one who makes it. You can find links in all our content that he has his music saying he makes banging shit. But he was in stream and he was saying that he likes to 100% things and that that's when he used the map for mm. Doom, um, which makes sense. But that brings up an interesting question. And somebody actually asked us to talk about the Fortnite UI earlier. Um, what that effectively then took up like this whole chunk of menu and stuff for me for something i never used right Uh uh-huh and i i wonder if me and you both are having it maybe that we weren't the only ones you know like we didn't touch the ui on on the map stuff so on one hand maybe that's great you know great level design that we didn't need the map but on the other hand it's like you know did you did they just if they just made it for the people who are trying to 100 percent it you know is that worthwhile to make the whole I think that's worthwhile. Oh yeah, cuz that game is full of secrets, dude. Yeah, there's turtle like, fish so, also saying so many. I only use it that which is fair. I I mean from that perspective, especially if I'm I'm not familiar with what people expect out of Doom, if that makes sense. Yeah, Doom if, is a game that is a, the expectation is secrets and yeah, like so if you're looking sh- right, if that's a thing about Doom, then cool. Props to them for literally making something that people don't even use for feeding that element of the game. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, since I didn't use it from my perspective. Now, we uh, have talked about it before. Celia Hodent was the previous user experience lead at Epic uh, and was there for Fortnite too. Yep. And she wrote this awesome UX book, user experience book, uh, which also, of course, touches on UI elements and stuff like that. Um and there's many interesting things she talks about about how Epic went about designing their UI, some decisions they made. One of the ones that I think is interesting is that they, every time you go to interact with things, they always show you the button to press, regardless yeah. of how many times you've played it. And it's like not just the first time. And yep. uh, that the notion was it if you show the player what they need to press, it's less that they have to keep around in memory, specifically in working memory. So working memory is a very limited amount of memory that you have. Like it's the thing where if somebody tells you their phone number, you only remember like the first seven or whatever the fuck. And you by the end, you're like, oh shit, what was the other one? Like if you didn't have the common area code, you might forget it by the end. Like right. that working memory um, is so limited and is so fast. They're trying to limit the impact on it so they show you the buttons for example it's also really good for returning to the game as well right right so you come back 
fuck? I don't remember. Uh, here's the button. So when I was saying that thing about the Minecraft thing where you have the button for inventory, I'm, I gotta think that's what they're thinking. They're, oh, yeah. they're trying to give that option for the players. And especially since, especially since Minecraft has such a young audience as well. I'm sure that helps them, right? Like, oh, although what do I, I will say, I think in general, younger people have s- stronger working memories. Actually, yeah, I actually I agree with that too. Uh, I agree but, with that too. But yeah, I I I think that's great. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to play a game that I haven't played in a while, and like, like, and I have no fucking clue how to play the game, and it's just like, all right, time to go into the controls screen and like try and memorize all these controls that I've forgotten. Whereas if it just like gave me contextual clues for things, I would rem- I would be able to just like remember based on you know good UI design. Yeah, and uh, and I think another interesting thing from that book, I mean we maybe have become more aware of it um, and informed on it. But for people out there, there's so much work and testing that these companies put into their UI and UX. I mean, a lot of them. I At can't, least good I'm, companies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so many play tests and whatever. And um, I, I think actually talking about accessibility is, a, is another interesting thing that you've seen like improve over the recent years. I know Xbox... Like I, I am, I have been in, I, I've been paying attention to the things Xbox does just because I've been following those people. I'm sure uh-huh. PlayStation's doing things on that front too. But, um, and actually I heard, I can't speak to it myself directly, but that The Last of Us Part Two did phenomenal job on, on, in re- regarding accessibility on, on a few fronts. So, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's another thing. It's, not more maybe more important more personally important to some people than like the map of doom but these big companies you know trying to figure out how you can make these experiences more accessible whether it's you know for the uh uh sight impaired some hearing options or whatever you know like uh the different the different things they do the different color options that's that's another one color anyway very interesting um (laughs) and commendable uh yeah. So, yeah. So, where can people find us? You can find us at kaokoalaentertainment.com. There you have links to all of our social media, including Instagram, where we do giveaways, Discord, where we do giveaways, and uh, even more important, in Discord, you get a first peek at the universe of our upcoming game. We have Agora, and now the second custom bot, Parthenon, Woo. a special research division within Agora in universe. In the Discord right now, come play some trivia. It give you can gain research at an exuberant rate. Um, and for those are li- who are listening right now, double research weekends coming your way soon for trivia. So basically, you'll be able to get gain ooh, ooh. double the amount of normal research on the weekends. So uh, and big things there. S- super hype secret feature on the horizon coming in the next few weeks. Super yes. hype. Yes. Everyone should get hype. Rollick in the chat, responsible for the inspiration for me coming up with the idea for it. Super sick coming soon. I think it's cooler than objectives, Marcus. Although, Marcus, on that front, uh, <laughs> I guess well we, we have a secret announcement. And for all you end of podcast listeners, you get the you get the good shit. Tell them. You- yeah, we will to uh, hopefully tomorrow. If uh, it doesn't mean that I sleep two hours, <laughs> we are going to be uh, starting 
ch- game challenges. So for example, tomorrow I'll be announcing a Rocket League challenge in which if you win five over the next two weeks, if you win five games, five, with, 10 or 15, right? Five, 10 or 15 games with people from the server. So for example, Toby, you need to be playing with Marcus. Marcus, you need to be playing with whoever in Rocket League this time. We'll do different games and stuff. Uh, you get 5,000 research for five wins, 11,000 research for 10 wins, and 20,000 for 15 wins. So you are being incentivized to go play Rocket League with the fam. Rocket League is a huge, we have a huge Rocket League community within the Discord. So we are fam. There goes my number one spot. To <laughs> say play. Don't, don't worry, Rollick. There are ways and you... There will be other ways. It's Check just in. twenty thousand research too. I don't think you, I think you're more than twenty thousand research ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, new ways for you guys to. This will be start to be a recurring thing. These uh, kind of external server challenges. Uh, yeah, be, beat Rollick one v one in a Starcraft. <laughs> I think that would should be probably worth a lot. Actually, maybe we just take money from Rollick if you beat him. Uh, <laughs> research from him. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so challenges, something special coming. Skyler's alluding to, especially. I just wanted to add, if you, it's an end game thing. Yeah, it's my for friends. our for our hardcore users, it's end game content. This coming. is end game content. If you think yeah. like trivia and stuff, which does lend itself especially to newer newcomers. Uh, actually, we have evidence. We had a Kachau. If he's listening, K A A C H A U. He joined the Discord server. And King Moose actually also. They K- K- Kachow just got level six, which is the level that you need to be from giveaway and for a giveaway. And King Moose, I think, is level three or level four, exclu- almost exclusively on trivia. So Damn. that's definitely if you're new to the Discord, play some trivia. It's great returns. You can get like twenty. I, th- I think it's like ten to forty x what you normally could. For that same amount of time, uh, researching. Yep. So, and look forward to additional Rocket League challenges like tournaments and stuff that I might host in the future. Stuff like that for, for premium research rewards. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, m- we have Marcus in here. He's trying to team up with the amazing players in the Discord, but, uh, you're going to get matched against those amazing players and you guys are going to get <laughs> shit on Marcus because yep. you yep. suck and you don't practice. So I'm just- <laughs> Damn. All right. Anyway, on that note, uh, uh, shitting on our editor, we're going <laughs> to peace out. Thanks for listening, everyone. See Until you next week. Next time. Next week, Doom Podcast. Doom. Even though we sort of had a little preview of it here, but yeah, we'll talk. We won't more. talk UI. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you.